You know that thing you've always been too scared to go for? It seems like you'll never have the guts. Then a cancer diagnosis. And doing that thing becomes way less scary. I would know. I've always wanted a black belt. And today, the only thing standing in my way is a few wooden boards. It's been a lot of hard work and five years since I beat cancer at Ohio Health. Bring it on. You keep making plans. Visit ohiohealth.com slash keep making plans to learn more. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello, humans. This is God. Today on The God Pod, it's the return of our dear friend and fellow Trekkie, David Goodman. I'm also here today with Jesus and Moses. What's up, gang? Hey, friend. Hello. Hey, friend. Friend. Uh, (laughs) Not son. No longer my son. Yeah, we got to remind everybody every episode that you're no longer my son since the paternity test. Every episode. Everyone. Holy Spirit couldn't be here today. She's not feeling that great. Feel better, Holy Spirit. But here with us today is David Goodman. Welcome back to the God Pod, David. Uh, Thrilled to be here? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark? Well, <laughs> thrilled to be here. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing that you came back. What what courage, what bravery that you have to come on this very dangerous podcast and talk about your favorite TV shows and life and existence. Uh, it's amazing the courage. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm serious. There's a lot of people who aren't brave enough are not brave enough to be here. You're just fortunate that I don't have a lot to do right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot to do. When are you busier? I mean, you're, you're working on filming the Orville right now, right? Yeah. uh, But I, I don't go to set. So because of COVID, so, uh, Oh, not, not not a lot, not a lot required of me. Do you like being on set better than, than this? No, no, this is better. This is better. better? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right? Exactly. It's great. But you've also been busy lately as president of the Writers Guild of America. America West. Writers Guild of America West. There is a Writers oh, Guild Oh, right. Of well, is there any other East. kind? I mean, there that's is. the important. There is. Writers Guild of America It's like, it's like a Crips and Bloods thing. The yeah. West, and then you have the East. West side? The West side's the best side. Am I right? I mean, come on. I, I'm not. Uh, I think uh, I, I have a lot of affection for the East. Uh, that's that's a safe answer. That's you a can't safe be answer. on. No, we can't get you. Well, also, I, I, really, yeah, I really do have a lot of affection. I'm from New York, so it's not. Of course. I'm not even making that up. But uh, that's right. This is not the beginning of some West Side, East Side writers. The the uh, the the union started separately. We work very well together. Bo Willimon, creator of House of Cards, very talented guys. Their president. We get along very well. Cool. You're not going to get me. uh, You're not going to get me to say shit about the East. I I love. Yeah, no, we're not going to create some Tupac Biggie situation (laughs) here. Keep trying uh, with that. Keep trying with that rapper thing. It's not. <laughs> it's not a. It's not an apt comparison. Well, I mean, you know, if if rappers were middle aged, paunchy, uh, <laughs> white guys, then, yeah. So, the uh, WGA West 
came away with great news and a big win recently, right? Could you catch us up on what went down between the Writers Guild of America and talent agencies? About three years ago, we raised the issue that uh, talent agencies uh, who in the old days would take 10% of a writer's income uh, were actually getting now income from uh, other sources. And as a result, uh, writer's income had been shrinking while uh, talent agencies' income had been growing, and we felt there was a direct connection. And so we wanted the agencies to address what we consider these conflict of interest where companies were paying uh, the talent agencies money directly in the form of something called packaging fees. Uh, Packaging fees came about initially with this idea that an agency would rep more than one piece of talent and package them, but then it became this thing that Agencies would get the money just for representing one piece of talent. The creator mm-hmm. of the show, for instance, would get that would allow this this uh, talent agency mm. to get. There's always some loophole, isn't there? Yes, to get all this to get an enormous amount of back end on the show and all these fees. So two years ago, we we unable uh, unable to reach an agreement with the agencies to get them to address these conflict of interest. Uh, the Writers Guild made all its members, East and West, fire their agents until they signed a deal with us. And wow. pretty much the entire town assumed we were, the Guild would lose. Uh, the agencies are so powerful, and uh, it, writers are not going to want to stay away from their agents. And we kind of proved them wrong. We, the writers held together, and every, eventually every agency signed a new deal with us, eliminating uh, Packaging fees at the end of next year. No agency will will get packaging fees for representing any talent, not not just writers, but actors and directors as well. Um, that if for an agency to represent writers, they had to give this up. This was a huge win for us. Fantastic, well and done. Then there were uh, there was there were other issues too, where these agencies were starting their own production companies, and so essentially your agent would be your boss, which is also an untenable. Uh, conflict of interest. And now we've limited agencies' ownership of production companies to 20%, which was feels is a conflict we can live with. And with the signing of the last agency, WME, a couple of weeks ago, we have we have ended our agency campaign uh, with a complete win. And, uh, nice. You love to see it. But it's the power of unions working. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you are basically like Jimmy Hoffa in this situation, right? I I hope to <laughs> live longer. Uh, Except I hopefully hope, you won't end up under buried underneath. You yeah, know, giant I, stadium. I you know I don't uh, I I really don't think there's a lot of lot in common with me. All right, well, yeah, other than know, I like, I like to spice it up by I making. Mean, these, I think he you know, was taking money. He was taking money out of the. Wasn't he taking money out of the pension fund? Wasn't there a lot of like? Wasn't he an actual crook? So to yeah, say that no, I'm like no. Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, I here we go. Here I don't, we go. I, here we I don't go. Think, I don't actually think that's a good comparison, God. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you're no, on your own on this, God. I, Jesus I, and Moses standing smartest, back going, man. I might not be the smartest <laughs> creator in all of existence, but thank you for fighting on behalf of creators and thank the you. writers of reality. Because, damn it, I feel like I, I used to watch this documentary um entourage like i don't know much about hollywood but i used to watch this documentary this documentary, and they made it clear like writers have always been sort of just treated like not that well right so it's nice to see you fighting for 
What's right? It's interesting on that show. I always love that show because the writers, whenever you, whenever you met a writer on that show, the the writer character was always this really tough guy. And I was like, <laughs> right. I, don't know, I don't know that many tough writers. There are some. No. Uh, and for instance, David Simon. If you if you've ever if just reading him on Twitter, that guy is so tough. It's and a great strong union member. But uh, but otherwise, I don't know that many other guys who are like tough writers. But on Entourage, they were always like, "Sell my script, man." And it's like <laughs> <laughs> any 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 show that represents writers where. Jeremy Piven's on a higher level isn't a good thing. It's Jeremy Piven. It's Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Didn't he win like nine Emmys for that role? I mean, he, yeah. He what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's he, just jealous, he Moses. <laughs> right, right. Moses is jealous. So, yeah, I think it's great because I mean, I've been watching all these shows, and man, the writing on TV has never been better. I mean, is it me? But there's just a never-ending supply of awesome shows to get through the pandemic with i just finished mrs mazel uh mm. i just got into the show called superstore that i'm binging and you know they're fun these are good shows, good so shows. You, know, you, want. you know what show i i really discovered recently that, that is just a just genius is the show pen 15 have you seen this show on oh, i've heard about it it's yeah. so good it's genius i i was like so blown away i just finished the first season and i was like What's it about? It's a, it's 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 so it's about these two girls uh, in 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 high the school. One cup, sorry, in high school. So it's everybody in the show is is high school age, played by high school age, except the two leads who are playing two girls in high school, but they're they're playing themselves in high school, but they're adults now. And is it, this set in the eighties? Romeo and Michelle, nineties, I think, and and. It's genius. These these actresses are genius. They also wrote it. Are they playing like them as sixteen year olds, or yes. are they okay? They have a a wonderful awkwardness to their acting to their characters that somehow it works that they're adults playing themselves mm. as sixteen, even though everybody else in the show is a kid. It's it's so. Well, if good. you say it's good, I know it's good. It, and I'm no, checking it, that it's out. So next. good. I'm like so impre- yeah. I'm so impressed by the show. It's unbelievable. Hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. So what's the latest with the Orville? How's that coming along? It's coming along really well. We're, we're finishing under the COVID conditions, shooting uh, the rest of the third season. We had started before COVID shut us down, and now uh, we're back under strong restrictions, that, but the work's getting done. It's The season's going to be a, a barn burner. It's uh, nice. It's it's. Uh, is there going to be a pandemic in the show? Uh, or no spoilers. Th- there, <laughs> I don't think we have a disease episode in this. Okay. <laughs> no disease. Is, is there a is That's there a fine. date? Is there a set date for? There's the, not. The, no? There's okay. not. It's going to be a little while. The post production on this show is a bear. The special effects have been amazing. The soundtrack is amazing. It's just taking the whole genre to. New Heights, I would say, as yeah. a fan. And I'm curious when when you say that you uh, you because of the pandemic you can't be on the set and whatnot. Do you uh, uh, is it kind of that where the end of the day you watch something or they update you? And I watch dailies. It- I'm I, you know the fact is Seth who is on set. You know most shows you would you would want your a writer on set to uh, 
supervised that the, the, the script is being executed the way it was intended. But right. When the, when the head writer, Seth, is also the star of the show. Yeah. And also Perfect. one of two, there's only two directors on the show, him and John Kassar. So Seth's there all the time. I'm not, it's not necessary for me to be there. He call, right. he'll call me with a question. He'll call me with, for input or our department will call, you know, there'll be those kinds of things. And, right. uh, but, but in general, it's, it's, uh, it's not necessary for me to be on set. Right. So. Yeah. It's really something. He's the creator, writer, director, actor, yeah, captain of the show. There's nobody to fire, basically. <laughs> if the if the studio is upset with one piece of the, they can't fire, they can't fire any of those people because. <laughs> well, we can't wait to watch it. Barn burner sounds exciting. The episode that we did last year, uh, well, now it's two years ago, I think, uh, where uh, identity the two parter where the Kalon uh, uh, go to war with us, that would be considered just sort of a. That was probably our biggest episode that we'd done up to that point. That episode in this season would be just considered a regular episode. The episodes are so big. Wow. Woo, you love to see it. I love yeah. it when shows uh, advance like that. Yeah. Um, oh, so did you realize we here at the God Pod got Mary Trump on the Orville bandwagon? Yes. She told us. I had she heard watched, that. So yeah. you, She's a Star Trek fan, and then she became an Orville fan. She's a she's a huge Trekkie, and she threw us on her first visit. I guess I plugged the Orville. Yeah, you were raving about it to her. This is before we had you on the show, uh-huh. or or knew that you could be on the show. So you know it's real. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like, okay, I'm gonna have to check that out because I was like, you know, it's like Star Trek Next Generation. She was like, what? Mm. And so she checked it out. She she binged it. She loves it. Oh, that's great. I told Seth because you guys relayed. Oh, that's that, uh, great. <laughs> and and Seth was thrilled too because he's obviously. Oh, good. Very cool. He was, and then he um, said, What's the God Pod? <laughs> 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 I don't think I'm getting Seth on this podcast. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> okay. yeah. It's my thing, Seth. Back off. <laughs> he, was, he was, I mean, he knew Mary, obviously, was a fan of her work. And so that was. Uh, yeah, she's a patron cool. too. Can you believe it? That's we great. We have a famous friend so let's speaking of the trump's family and you know she's very cool given her family let's talk about the goddamn news y'all ready yeah so we all woke up this morning to the trump plaza in atlantic city being imploded mm-hmm. and it was a uh, a metaphor i think for the end of trump's reign in new york's or sorry atlantic city because that was his final casino he had three I think in Atlantic City. Oh, was that his final one? I didn't know that. And people were uh, whooping and laughing and cheering as it fell to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Caesars in Atlantic City. I was reading about uh, they offered the stay in view special for the visitors who <laughs> wanted to watch the demolition. Uh, they had champagne, late checkout, and a front row seat. And it That's and the hilarious. Cha- there was also somebody paid I think five hundred and seventy five dollars for those seats, but also they Worth had. It. The- yeah, they had the chance to hit the button to start the implosion. That was up for auction, but then that was abandoned <laughs> over health and safety concerns. But they were thinking oh, about what? So they what, were what, thinking what are the health it. and safety concerns with pressing a big red button? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, but that was up for auction. That's so. funny. They should have asked us to to blow it up. We would have done it like a while ago for them for free, yeah. very happily. We did it. We did it in our minds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's pretty cool. I mean, you love to see it. What else happened in the news? Rush Limbaugh is dead. 
Wow. No. Conservative. I, he, I can't believe it. Icon. He was inside Trump's casino when it blew? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he he died of lung cancer. Oh. That guy caused a lot of damage in his life, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We don't really feel sorry. God, you took a while. You took a while taking care of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people want to celebrate, but it's like, what are we celebrating? He begat like a thousand more Rush Limbaugh's. Yeah. I hate to be Debbie Downer, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, he cre- he created he helped create a a a business model that uh, that others you know by this kind of almost performance art guy who you know he actually came and did an episode of Family Guy when I worked there. Oh, really? By himself. Oh, he actually. Oh, wow. And uh, you know he was a complete sport. I mean, we put yeah. lines in there where he was making fun of himself, uh, and you know harshly, and he did them happily you know he the guy he was a fan of family guys so uh you know but it also sort of showed in some way i mean that he didn't really believe a lot of what he said but he knew his audience did and that's yeah wow that's uh that's the scariest thing scary disinformation for dollars that's what it's called these con artists there's money to be made in lies yeah whereas when you tell the truth like we do (laughs) <laughs> Boy, you're struggling to survive. No, no money. There's no money in the truth. Yeah. <laughs> well, very little. It's very meager and modest. But where should Rush go now? I guess we should have Satan back. One of our patrons asked to discuss heaven, hell, limbo, outer space, stuck for eternity on monitors like General Zod and Superman 2. Mm. I think he's on the fast track to hell. Okay. He said some really damaging things over the years and very offensive right. things. and. Whether or not he believes they were true, they were hurtful to a lot of people. So, yeah, I don't actually believe in hell, and uh, I think it's a, a, I, sorry, guys. Yeah. I just uh, that's okay. My condolences to his family, but I yeah, I, you I, don't want to joke around with. That's the thing is everybody's like, hey, aren't you going to be mad? Aren't you going to be happy about this God? And I'm like, you know what? You shouldn't be happy right. when people pass away. Okay, it's not a good look because then you become just as bad as you know the villains. Batman would not be cool with that. And whatever Batman says, that's God, what I do. God says Batman would not be cool. With that. <laughs> what would Batman do when I'm when I'm faced with a decision, a difficult ethical sticky situation? I just say, what would Batman do? You don't say what would Jesus do? And just I'm no, no, no. Right look at Jesus. Jesus <laughs> is flipping tables and saying he's going to hell. That's I'm wow. And until Michael Keaton plays Jesus, it's going to be Batman. <laughs> That's right. I'm just going to go on the record and say that Batman is more ethical than Jesus. But then again, he was a billionaire. I don't know. What was he doing with all that money? Uh, he's just a cop. So what else is going on in the news, gang? There is this winter storm that has covered a lot of America and has made its way down to Texas. And Texas has been having a really hard time with it. They're not used to such cold temperatures. They've hit, they've experienced a ton of snow, below freezing temperatures. Their power grid has been brought to its knees. Of course, Ted Cruz and the Republican governor of the state, what's his name? Abbott. Abbott. Greg Abbott. Abbott. Yeah. He's like, well, this is the result of windmills and solar. This is what <laughs> you're going to get with the Green New Deal. That was crazy. And it's so sad because... It has absolutely nothing to do with it. Right. Uh, their power grid is totally built by nuclear coal. 80% of the state's power is from nuclear coal and natural energy. The other piece of it, too, is that because Texas 
did not want to be regulated federally regulated it it's not connected to the national power grid and that's yeah. another reason it failed it's not it can't get yeah. help the way other states can and ted cruz and these guys and the, were attacking california right last year saying ha ha you know you're having blackouts yeah. And this is what happens when liberals run your government and et cetera. This, this is kind of ties into the mocking Rush Limbaugh's death thing. You shouldn't celebrate when other people are doing bad because right. that shit's going to come back on you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. Ted Cruz tweeted, you know, I got, I have no defense. Like he, the first time I've ever heard this guy admit to a mistake and he basically really? said, yeah, you can find his tweet Aww. where he's basically saying, I have no defense to this. this but that, was that about this situation or was that about the mullet? No, no, it was about... <laughs> What, what was that? I have like, what? I, we just lost Moses. He's in Texas and just lost power. <laughs> and of course, you know, lower income areas in around Dallas and Houston didn't have lights yeah. while the rich areas did. And also these people's homes what are just shocker. not equipped for temperatures like this. They can't right. stay warm. Right. Right. I mean, this is climate change. Yeah. This is the it result is. of climate change. And, and this is why they're trying to jump on it and convince everybody on their side that it's really it's the fault of liberals and wind turbines yeah and the sad thing is those people will now believe that yeah till the end of time because they heard it this one time (sighs) i am heartened by uh, ted cruz admitting he has no defense i see the tweet that you're talking about from yesterday that's that's nice for that guy to admit he's wrong about anything i mean that that's amazing yeah. Baby steps, yeah. baby steps. Welcome back, Moses. What happened? Well, the weather here and the blackouts. Wow. <laughs> Speaking about the blackouts and the weather. It's not fun. It's not fun. But go ahead. We need you here. You're the glue. <laughs> right, right. I'm working okay. on it. David was very uncomfortable when you were gone. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I I'm, like, I'm sure. I'm the only, I mean, I guess Jesus is Jewish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's wrap up this episode. It's time for a new commandment. Thou shalt not celebrate the deaths of others. No matter how badly you want to and how good and right it might feel to do so on some level in the end it just makes you look like a spiteful prick you know would you want people to celebrate when you expire no so don't do it even though some people are super horrible sure you can smile but don't make a big show of it you know thou shalt celebrate life and be glad thou art still here the lord has spoken for many more exclusive GodPod episodes, pledge today at patreon.com slash the GodPod. In addition to exclusive new episodes, you'll also be helping us grow the show. So thanks, humans. 